Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most. Right, we just witnessed Jim Nance. Well, I guess last night we witnessed Jim Nance's last Final Four. Yeah, last call of the Final Four teams. And, um, you know, we actually finally got a buzzer beater in the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. It's been a while since we've had a pure, true buzzer yeah, beater. Yeah, it was true because it, once it went through the net, the yeah. time had already expired. I mean, so. people had last-second shots, and then there's two seconds left or oh. something. But, I mean, truthfully, the first time in a long time, a true buzzer beater. And um, it was exciting. FAU, we both predicted FAU to win and win in the championship game. And um, it was kind of just... It, it, you could just see it slowly falling apart from them yesterday, uh, but I still thought they were going to find a way to hang on. But um, I give them credit. Uh, Dusty, what's his name? Dusty May. Mm-hmm. He's going to probably be moving up. But rumor has it he says he'd love being. I mean, what's better than living in Boca Raton? And yeah. um, he's probably got a pretty bright future ahead of him. But I just FAU just. God, I don't know. Something happened. They just completely lost it here. You could just see it. Like I said, they jumped off the huge lead and slowly but surely. Defensively, we talked about this already. San Diego State is a great defensive team, and you could tell um, that they slowly but surely just the defense. I mean, they gave up a ton of points in the first half. They they got everything together in the second half, and um, I guess that's just how it ended. But um they play great. San Diego State, I still am concerned about them offensively. Like, I watch them, and I just I just don't know if they got enough gas in the tank um, to hang in there. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, am I crazy or, or what? I mean, I, I don't know. I know they, I don't know, Matt Bradley, obviously one of their better players. Um, but I just don't know if they can offensively score enough. I will say this, though. If there was a team that I think Connecticut could struggle with, like Alabama did, it probably is San Diego State. So maybe, just maybe, um, for them to win, it's got to be a low-scoring game, 63-59. And I just don't know if somebody can hold UConn like that. I mean, what's his name? If UConn gets a 70, the game's over. Yeah, what's his name, Sarah? Um, The big guy, Sonogo. Oh, Sonogo, yeah. I mean, the guy was hitting them from outside, hitting them. Yeah, they said he made what? I think they said 17 threes all year, and then he hit two, two of two to start the game. Yeah, so. I mean, so. It's I difficult just, when you're when you're somebody that you're you're not expecting to when you, when you uh, prepare for a team um, to not be shooting threes, to not even really be shooting the ball outside the paint, to go ahead and just drain two threes at the beginning of a game. It's just not what you put on the scouting report for UConn usually, I would think. No. All right, so again, it's it was good to see. It was fun to see. Um, I just don't know though if he's um, seeing because I just don't like you said. If they make it to seventy, game's over. Yeah. So it's gonna take a it's gonna take a lot. Um, it's still weird. I still yesterday when I was watching the final four game, it just seemed weird. I think I texted you like this is just not the final. In a sarcastic way, this was the final four we were thinking of. Like. FAU and San Diego State. I mean, the place was packed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great crowd. But with that being said, um, thank goodness they delivered an unbelievable game. Yeah, <laughs> and it was um, an awesome game to watch. Miami um, just didn't have enough t- enough in the tank. I mean, Connecticut just looks like the best team. I'll take Connecticut. 
I picked against them all tournament long because I guess I just didn't want to see them win it. But you're not fooling me once, twice, three, four, five times. Yeah, I will not be fooled a sixth time. <laughs> um, they came in hot and um, probably underseeded at a four seed. But um, you're not fooling me a sixth time, folks. I think Connecticut wins. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know what the point spread is in that game. Um, I would say maybe six and a half, seven. It is... Yeah, seven points. I don't think San Diego State covers. I like yeah. that seven points. I, I think they win 10 to 15 points. They're just, they're just shooting the ball so well. Hawkins, they have the other guard. I can't think of what his name is. Um, and obviously they have those two white guys out there that shoot three well. And then obviously Sonogo obviously is playing really well right now. And I mean, if you didn't build your confidence before the game last night, when you hit two threes to start the game off, I mean, just another element to you got to stop, and right. I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, San Diego State they have a great defense, but I don't know if they can compete with that and match up well with that. I just don't know. UConn's I mean, deep too. I mean, they have they have eight nine guys that make impacts um, in every single game. They make a big impact to every game. They're just playing right now. They're playing like the best team in the country right now. Yeah. Whether they are or not, if you look at the whole entire season. Maybe it's up for debate, but UConn is absolutely playing the best. It's the best team in the country right now. I agree. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I don't know if there's a single team that's ever dominated the the tournament so far. If they were to continue this into tomorrow night, um, I think they've won three games by 20 or more, and I think all five of them have been won by double digits. And to be honest with you, I mean, last night there was a moment where – I think uh, Miami hit seven straight shots. That was just to get it to, like, single digits. I mean, it just shows you how good UConn is playing right now. They're just – they're awesome. Yeah. There's nothing else to say about them. I don't, I don't know if this is a, uh, a, a program that can continue to have the success. This might just be a kind of a one-year thing. I mean, like when Kevin, Kevin Ollie uh, was coaching uh, UConn in 2014 when they won the national championship – Obviously, it was just a one-year wonder, kind of, to be honest with you. And I don't know if Dan Hurley is going to continue to have the success. Maybe he does. Um, If so, (laughs) they look pretty good. I mean, Hawkins is only a sophomore, and he looks like he could be one of the better players next year. Um, I'm assuming he'll come back. I guess I don't know. Um, He obviously could go pro if he wants, but I don't think he would, but... Yeah, Yeah, he's become a really good player in this tournament. My money is on Connecticut, folks. They're going to win... They're right now the, the past month and a half are the best team in the country. Yeah, That's what the NCAA tournament is. You got to win six games. Um, they didn't necessarily go through Murderer's Row to get there, um, but that's how it works. I mean, in, in a single one elimination game, that's kind of what goes on. And um, so far, no one. I mean, what they lost by thirteen last night, which I think is the closest game they've had. Um, yeah. 13. So um, Miami against them. So. Again, I, I just don't think San Diego, I think defensively they can, can cause a little bit of havoc, but I just don't see how they're going to score enough points. Um, it just isn't going to happen. So congratulations. I do think this team lost to Marquette yeah. on March 10th. Well, Marquette. How the hell did that happen? Marquette was the second team. It was a second season. I know, but everyone knew that they were going to lose to Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, but I will so say they beat Iona by 24. They beat St. Mary's by 15, and I think that game was not as close as 15 points. For most of that game, beat Gonzaga by 28, and then won over Miami by 13. I mean, that's truly if they were to win the national championship and win it by double digits, 
you could really argue that that might be um, the one of the greatest runs of all time. Yeah. I mean, I mean one seed or 16 seed, it doesn't matter. If you win a game by double digits in the NCAA tournament and then do it again and again and again and again, that's got to be one of the more uh, dominant runs in basketball. Yeah. I mean, uh, any, like any year. Um, like I said, they're the hot team. We're the best team right now in the country. Nobody would want to play them. And um, I think Connecticut will tear, cut down the nets, and they will get their one shining moment. Um, it's been a while. I don't know, since 2014 maybe, I think someone said. Uh, that what? That they last won the national Yeah, yeah 2014 and 2011 is the last, Just or 2010. 10 years. I mean, they're a thoroughbred. They're a blue blood, even though we don't think of them as that. But in college basketball. What was the name? Right? I can't think of the name of the guy that Jim coached Calhoun. him. Yeah, Calhoun. Calhoun won it in 2010, and then Kevin Alley won it in 14 with UConn, and then mm-hmm. now obviously Dan Hurley is going to win it. Um, well, more than likely not going to win it this year. That's amazing. Three national championships in the last... Yeah, they are They are definitely, like I said, a blue, years. Blood, a blue blood of college basketball. So even though we had all these upsets and teams that we just never thought would be there, Connecticut really is a basketball yeah. powerhouse. So congratulations to them in what I think will be a coronation tomorrow night and their one shining moment. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to when I wake up on Tuesday morning. In women's basketball... Um, it's been a ratings gold. I hear they had mm-hmm. such huge ratings the other night. As South Carolina goes down, um, there's a lot of controversy there. We're not going to get into that. Maybe during the next podcast, we can get into all the controversy with State Stan. What's her name? Staley. Don Staley and her comments and some things that are going on behind the scenes there that she's maybe stirring up or telling the truth about. We we can talk about that next time, but. Um, LSU is going to win the national championship over Iowa, and whether you like Kim Mulkey or not, she's a very controversial figure. Um, she is going to, um, I mean, they only lost two games this year. I think they're going to that's um, be your third, maybe, national yeah, championship. Yeah, I think she went to Baylor. So I think oh, she's got to at least that many then. Um, and this is her alma mater, I think. So this is where she came from. This is where she yeah, wanted to go so. back. That's why she left Baylor. And just in a couple seasons, I forget how many new players they have on their team. Um they're going to win the national championship, and the future is bright. But I'm not going to lie to you. I'd, I'd love to see her in South Carolina have gone head to head. We got some. We got some. We got some. We got some real um, interesting coaches in women's basketball right now. So um, congratulations to LSU um, and Iowa. I mean, we don't know. We were talking what happens to Caitlin Clark because she's definitely been a um, a must see TV. It's been a long yeah. time since I can say. In women's college basketball, there's somebody... I mean, so this will be her fourth national championship yeah. as a coach. She was an assistant coach in the 19, 1988 national championship team and played on the 1982 national championship team. So she's been there, done that, and been a lot of championship games. So Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how um, some of these programs move forward. Um, like I said, I, I think more people can name the big-time college women's basketball player than one single college men's basketball player in some cases. I mean... She has stolen the show. Um, kind of got a little frustrated today. I think she got teed up, struggled a little bit, maybe. Um, but in the end, LSU, congratulations. They look like they're winning the national championship. And now the podcast revolves for the next 20, 15 minutes around the Masters, folks, because it is springtime. Um, it's going to be hot in Augusta for the next couple of days and then going to be a rainy tournament. There's a good likelihood that we're going to be seeing a lot of golf early in the morning and late in the days as if rain is in the forecast Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Augusta National. 
the golf course is going to play long, but it's going to probably play like it did in November of 2020. And I got a feeling that um, we might see what Dustin Johnson got to 20 under, right, the year he won in 2020 uh-huh. in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a feeling, folks, we may see a um, we may see somebody get there. Um, it, it's it, Augusta National plays its toughest when the course is firm and the, the contours and the greens. Now, they got the sub-air system in the greens, so they can attempt to take moisture out of the greens. Yeah. I mean, that's what the, the big thing Augusta's known for, but... We'll be working overdrive this yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that truly means. Can it really suck all the moisture out? I, I don't know. Um, if that's the case, I mean, then you got a little different golf tournament because the ball's not going to be going as far. Um but they could still bounce on the greens, maybe. I don't know. So we'll see what I don't know what that means necessarily. Um, but it's gonna be humid, obviously, if it's gonna rain. I think what I tell you is gonna be 90 on Wednesday or something. But then get kind of cool. Oh. So the big question mark is does it when the wind blows? When the wind blows at Augusta, scores go sky high, especially yeah. depending on which way the wind's wind's blowing. Um and again, we got the new 13th hole. They released some pictures of the new. How much longer is it? God, I think it went from 510 to like 545 or 535 now. So they just added like 25, 30 yeah. yards. I mean, it's just that, I mean, now I think the players are going to have to hit. They're going to have to hit. Drivers. I have mean, to hit probably, yeah. For I the mean, longest hitters, maybe not even hit. And maybe in but. some cases it may be an advantage because if you're not the longest hitter, you could hit it to the right and you won't end up in the trees. Yeah, no, that's much, true. Like you used to. Um, but again, a lot of players I don't think ever worried about really driver. I mean, some wouldn't even hit driver. They'd hit three woods most of the time. And they would just try to snake it through yeah. the, between the tree on the right and the left. So maybe it will make the whole plate tougher because they might have to hit drivers now, yeah. especially if it's into the wind and it's wet. Yeah. I mean, the 13th could be a completely different. Now, I would hope that not every day they're going to play it at that max. Maybe one day move it back up to where it was and give the guys a, a shorter chance. I mean, that's the one thing about the Masters. You know, hole one is super tough, but two and 13 and 15, like, people expect to see eagles. Yeah. I mean, but then again, on 15, people have seen a lot of disasters, too. I mean, like, you want to see a lot of birdies at Augusta National. Well, I think it definitely depends on number two, where that pin is located. If it's in the back, right, or if it's it, it was always on the left. Or, I don't, the only way you can make an eagle is holding out or chipping in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that green was pretty bad. Or, I guess, so. making a really long putt. I mean, yeah. you're not going to fly it close, obviously. So. And then you got that fourth hole of par three that can play 250, 260 yards. I mean, like, again, Augusta can set up to really embrace. There's certain hole locations, I should say. I mean, like 14, that green is diabolical, but depending on where that hole is, they just use the contour of the green to hit it close. Yeah. I mean, 11 is going to be tough. 10 is always going to be tough. 9, again. So four, four, even. Or not 4, 3. Yeah, three that green, if you don't get it in the right spot and have that pin's up front, I mean. I remember Scotty <laughs> Scheffler chipped in last year with yeah. that pin, and you thought he couldn't make bogey. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that. I mean, the tournament was over then. Yeah. I mean, it was a coronation from that point on. So we're here. We're ready for the Masters. Um, so the course itself, it looks like the weather is going to be obviously always – the bugaboo, but again, the Masters isn't set up necessarily for two under to win. It could be two under, it could be six under. It might be Dustin Johnson's twenty under back of twenty twenty in November. But um, I don't know. So it's going to be kind of interesting. So the one thing I can tell you is um, this week, obviously, the biggest names in golf mainly took off. But in live golf, it looks like Brooks Kepka is going to get his first W in a long time this week. So. 
um, are the LIV players getting ready to shine as well? So let's talk about Augusta. We bring back some of the familiar faces that somebody from the past always seems to kind of sneak up. Um, and then you have the regulars. So, Stephen, I tweeted a little earlier today that obviously Tiger Woods winning the Masters would be the biggest story of them all. But Rory McIlroy finally winning his Grand Slam, I think, would rank right up there. Yeah, I mean, it would be um, close second, I think. With everything he's, that's gone on, with him becoming the face of the PGA Tour, with him having to fight LIV, in some cases, kind of on his own, um, I think Roy McIlroy would be big. But again, I think it'll probably be the best thing for the PGA Tour for him to win because he's the one that's put them on their back. I mean, among uh, uh, over any player, and it would just be good for him to win to say I got the career Grand Slam and to I mean that'd be his first major win in almost a decade. I it's think. been a while since he won. I think 2014 is the last year he won. Last time he won a major, so I mean it would basically almost be a decade. So. But you think about a player that's been as good as him to go this long without a major is, is almost unbelievable to think. So you got Roy McIlroy, you got Scotty Shuffle, who's coming off of a good showing. He's been great. And then you got John Rahm. Will he finally win the Masters? You feel like at some point Rahm's going to win a Masters. So you got Tyler. I wouldn't put my money on him this year, though. He isn't. Well, him and Scotty have that hook. Sometimes they get going with that hook, even though. I mean, Scotty doesn't play a hook, but boy, he, he double crosses it, and next thing you know, he's left. So, um, obviously, he's playing pretty good. You got a Max Homa out there. You always wonder if Patrick Cantley is going to get one one time. Um, so, you got the storylines. You got the figures. Like, is Jordan Spieth? He's been playing pretty good, Jordan Spieth. They said the last, what, it was the Easter Sunday. He's he's won the last two years. Yeah. So, so I mean, Can he make it three in a row? Jordan's won. That would be a, another nice thing to see. He loves that golf course. And, again, he I think he's on good form. Justin Thomas has been struggling lately, but you always feel like, again, Augusta National. Yeah, I mean, someone as good as him, you, don't, you can't ever count out. To like. win that tournament? I mean, like, he's got to win it. Um, well, I don't know if that's a course that it sets up for him as much. I mean, you would say probably the weakest part of his game would be putting, right? Yeah, oh, Lord. I tell and you. what, I mean, that's the, I would have to say the hardest thing to do at that course is, I mean, some of those greens, I mean, you could just, I mean, especially since he's like, I mean, He's not Will Zalatoris with him four feet, but right. he misses a lot of short putts. And, I mean, Augusta National, you can miss short putts I mean, Will's any hole. Oh, Lord. I mean, so, he's, he's an interesting character for sure. And I would say Will Zalatoris hits, strikes the ball better, more consistently than Justin Thomas. So, as we go through some names here of some players, and, again, I'm not saying they're going to win, but just my opinion on a couple people who maybe could be sleepers. You know, Sam Burns just won the um, – just won the match play last yeah. week. He's rounding into shape. You never know. He could. I think he's good. pretty high on the leaderboard this week too. Yeah, Jason so, Day. I mean, Jason Day's playing the best golf he's played in a long he's time. He's playing good. I mean, it would surprise me. People, of course, always want to mention Tony Finau. I don't know. Not Tony Finau doesn't necessarily. Yeah. He's got a different person. I just don't know where he stands. You know, Victor Hovland out of Europe. I mean, maybe is it time for a European to win? I mean, it's very well possible. Um, we got Hideki, of course, who won. Roy, who's won before. Um, as I'm going through some other names here, just to mention them to make sure, and then we can get into more particulars. Um, we already said Rob. Justin Rose is revitalized. He won at Pebble Beach this year. You never know about Shoffley. I mean, is Shoffley, he might, he could win, he could not win. I mean, just you never quite know with him what's going to happen. Um, we talked about Thomas, um, of course, Woods. And then, of course, what about Cam Young? Still looking for that yeah. first win. And, I mean, he should, 
we, I mean, I thought he was going to win the match play. I mean, he's somebody who I think definitely stands a chance. And then you got some LIV players. You know, Bubba Watson always somehow can play good at Augusta. Again, it's just kind of meant for him. He loves to shape the ball. I don't know what's been going on with Harold Barner, the reigning Open champion, Cam Smith. I mean, is he? I mean, we haven't seen him. Is Harold Barner qualified for him? Yeah, he's oh. in there. Um, some of them got in because they still haven't fallen completely out of the rankings. Yeah. Or they had won a tournament from last year. Mm-hmm. Cam Smith, of course, um, again, Open champion. Will he finally make a run? What about Patrick Reed? Of course, we know how he is at the Masters, whether we like him or not. He seems to kind of, again, just just great. Phil Mickelson, is he finds some glory to, to maybe make a cut at the Masters. Um, we said Brooks Kepka, And then, of course, Dustin Johnson. I mean, if we just talked about him and the golf course and what he did in 2020 in wet conditions, and then, of course, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, obviously, people always thought Augusta was made for him. Because um, he could hit it so far, but I don't like it. He says it was a par sixty-seven. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I think if you say something like that to about Augusta National, you should never win it. Well, I hope you never win it. I just don't think his games look sharp, even in LIV. So, um, well, I mean, pretty much all those guys that went to LIV that were big names in the PGA Tour kind of haven't really made, haven't done anything that you would think they would. Since it's not like they're playing against John Rahm or uh, Scotty Scheffler or Rory McIlroy. I mean, they're not playing against all the top players. No, Patrick Reed was 15-under this week. Um, Patrick Reed finished in third place at 12-under. Dustin Johnson was 10-under, finished in seventh place. Um, DeChambeau finished in 16th place at minus seven, along with Harold Barner. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really go any further with anybody else. Phil Mickelson, 41st place, even par. They're paying him a lot of money to not play good golf. And, um, of course, you got Langer, you got couples, the old guys, the seniors. Seems like always somebody makes a cut along the way, too, and that's what makes Augusta so completely different. So, Stephen, let's, let's do one thing when we talk about the Masters and we talk about who we like in our picks. Let's keep Tiger Woods out of the equation, all right? I mean, we don't really know what's going on with Tiger. I mean, could it, could it be his – if he can walk, if he's healthy – I mean, let's just keep Tiger off to the side. We would love to see Tiger Woods win, but let's keep him out of our picks for now. Give me, um, who do you like right now? Give me three or four guys, three guys, maybe a fourth guy who may be a sleeper for you as you're looking through the odds and you're looking for everything. Like, what what, what are you thinking? Well, I think Rory's going to win it. So that's my first one. And I hope he does. I'll be rooting for him. Uh, Jordan Spieth as well. I think we were watching him, what, not that long ago, and he was, he's was he been just competing. He hasn't really been playing okay golf. He just needs to kind of straighten some things with the driver, it seems like. But he's been playing pretty well. Um, i trying to think of who else that I would say. I think Max Holman would be a huge win for the PGA Tour as well, and obviously for the U.S. Um I mean, Will Zalatoris is a guy who, what, he finished in second just a couple years ago in 2021? Mm-hmm. Was it 2021? Or was he the 2020 guy with Dustin Johnson? I can't remember. I think he was 2020. 2020. Um, anyone but a LIV player. <laughs> so if I had to put out four names right now, Rory, um, Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, oof, for a fourth. Let's just go Corey Connors. He's my guy. Okay. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I think Rory's going to win too. I think, you know, there are times in golf where someone has come in as the favorite, all the attention, and has answered the call. I think I retweeted today, um, and while Rory is not the number one player in the world, um, I didn't want to go Scotty. Just basic. Six times in the Masters, um, players to win majors, I should say, as reigning world number ones. Um, did Fred do it ninety two? Yeah, Woosman did it ninety one. Couples in ninety two. Rory in fourteen at the PGA. Dustin Johnson at the twenty twenty Masters. Scotty Scheffler at 2022 Masters, and of course Tiger Woods. I mean, so he's not the number one player in the world right now, but to me, there's no doubt. I think Rory is determined. Um, I think he's he he isn't necessarily the, the nice thing about this. I feel like every other tournament, Rory is like the center of attention. Everyone's focused mm-hmm. on him. And yes, everybody's going to be focused on him because he's got a chance to win this major. But there's so much going on with yeah. the anticipation of LIV. Anytime Tigers at the Masters, that takes over. Yeah. Like, there's so many other storylines, too, that I feel like Rory's storyline is not the one everyone's necessarily going to be talking about every second of the day. Yeah, they were talking about I mean, LIV and Yeah, so I, guys. I think that sets up great for Rory. It's not everybody focused on him. So I love Rory, number one. I think Cam Young's got to win. I'm just going to say his name every week. I mean, I bet <laughs> if you keep doing it every week, he's going to win eventually. Yeah, right? I bet on him every week. I mean, at some point, he is going to win. Um, and I love your pick of Jordan Spieth. I wasn't even going to mention him um, in my picks until you said it. And but he just plays well. At he does. He loves the Masters. I feel like he's Tiger. He's like couples. Like he's just going to do. Like he just is going to do good. And, and he's just a, he grinds out pars. Yeah. I mean, he could hit a drive in the left rough, shank his second. Um, and then hit his wedge from 89 yards to three feet, or he can hit it to 30 feet, and he's going to make the putt. Like yeah. he just he just grinds away pars when he's not hitting good shots, and then when he obviously he does hit good shots, uh, he content he continually um, takes advantage of those and, and knocks them in for birdies. So he can chip and putt with mm-hmm. anybody. So I like yeah. him. And again, my sleeper, then my fourth guy. I and again, I think it'd be a great story. It would be an emotional story. It would be Jason Day. I mean, I think he has really turned his game around. Um, his putting makes me a little nervous on the greens, but think about it. If it's wet and rainy, it probably won't yeah. be as quick as they normally are. Yeah. So it may be more like a regular tour event green-wise. Again, I shouldn't say that because there are never regular tour greens at Augusta, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to put the fear of God in people. Yeah. And I think that helps somebody like Jason, where I don't know if putting is his number one strength. So... I would say those four, to me, I just think the Masters is a tournament where, and again, Jason Day has never won, but he's had success there. Mm-hmm. He's finished high. I feel like the Masters is just a course that you got to have, you got to have either the background, you got to have, you know, kind of survive the wars there, or you got to have a short game like Scheffler did last year and like Speak did. I mean, they can get up and down from anywhere. Um, the imagination that they have. So those are what I would say is my top four. Um, obviously, we wish it was going to be perfect, but, I mean, we'll see what the weather is going to be like. You know how the weather changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be all day rains or thunderstorms here and there. And I mean, I was thinking about this when I was looking at the forecast this morning and some of the golf writers were tweeting it out. Like, I swear, every week on the PGA Tour, the weather's perfect. Yeah. Like, I can't remember. I mean, I know I think at the Players' Championship they delayed with that Friday afternoon, but I feel like every other tournament has been beautiful weather. Uh, yeah. 
and here we are. Before the, the first major of the year, it's like, oh, God, the weather is going to become a story. So, But I think a softer Augusta favors just about everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I don't think you have to have the background knowledge that you normally would to be successful there because some of the severity of the golf course is taken away. So um, I just wish we got more coverage. Obviously, I know you're going to go online and watch it, but it'd be nice if we just got to see coverage all day. But again, what I love about maybe these delays is we'll just get more golf. I mean, I have a feeling Saturday morning I'm going to wake up at 8 a.m. and I'm going to be watching golf. You'll be up way before that. I know, but I think I'll be watching watching golf from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturday because I – I think that's just the way the weather is going to play out with really thunderstorms and tough weather. So, um, and again, it's going to be 90, and then what I say, like 59 or 60, maybe, maybe yeah. the winds will in. I mean, it could be diabolical. It could be a survival test as well, but I think it could be a challenge for those guys because I think the course would be drier, quicker, and then and more firm, and then they play the actual tournament. And it's in the course. I just don't know what the sub air does. Does it really suck the moisture out and dry the green out? Like, probably got pretty good suction. It's important when you want to dry something out. <laughs> anyways, um, so that's where we stand. So um, there's a lot going on out there. We're not going to spend a ton of time. We're going to focus just on golf right now. Um, that's our key. The next time we talk, we can get into um, the recap of the basketball. We could talk a little more about. South Carolina's basketball team and the coach, we can talk. We'll recap the Masters. We'll get into all those things. But right now, there you have our picks. Again, just like for the NCAA tournament, we both picked up AU, and now we're both picking Rory. So, yeah. huh, hopefully that's not a... Well, it'd be uh, a great story if Jordan Spieth can get three years in a row winning on Masters Sunday. I mean, Masters <laughs> Sunday. On Easter Sunday, or if Rory can take it uh, and uh, capture the career Grand Slam. Um, what are you thinking of Tiger Woods' chances? I mean, do I think he's going to make the weekend? Yeah, I think he can hit the ball around uh, better than a lot of the players there. Um, to be honest with you, it's his putting. Like we, we, I think it was last year too, where he he just it was his putting that held him back. I mean, just wasting shots on the greens. Um, and I can confirm, as I'm looking through Twitter, Tiger Woods was at Augusta National today practicing. Yeah. So there were a lot of April Fool's Day things going on that maybe Tiger Woods wasn't yeah. feeling healthy and wouldn't play, but um, Tiger Woods is officially at Augusta National. Uh, I mean, it'll be fun to watch. Do I expect him to win? No. But did I expect him to win in 2019 either? No. So. Um, oh, I got some big news here. Breaking. Greg Norman says that if an LIV golfer wins the Masters, all 17 other members will be on the 18th green there to congratulate him. Oh, wow. I hope that they don't even come close. Would that be a disaster, what, if LIV wins the Masters? This is this is really, I'm telling you, I wish CBS would um, have something like that. Tiger Woods played the back nine of Augusta National today. So um, hopefully, I think that's what we talked about last time, Like. There's not overdoing himself and not wearing himself out, yeah. but um, playing a little bit. And maybe he's looking at the weather, too, and wondering what days would be good to practice and not. So, Tiger Woods is there. LIV, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, could you imagine, um, let's just say it's let's say it's Rory and Dustin Johnson tied on the 18th. you got all the LIV golfers standing next to the green. Are the PGA Tour going to come out? I mean, what is going to happen? I'm going to see, like... 
him beat like Patrick Reed or something like that that he's really gone can you and imagine, against. I mean, Dustin Johnson's been pretty neutral on it all. Can you imagine that storyline? Yeah. I mean, them walking up 18. I mean, I got to believe the PGA Tour players would come out purposely. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest I with you. There's going to be a lot of stuff that could happen next week. Um, just about this time, we're taping this on Sunday at 6 o'clock. We'll be uh, probably about the, what, the 16th hole at Augusta National right now. Um, there's going to be a lot of praying to the good Lord that a Tel Aviv player wins that he doesn't win. And uh, I mean, Rory, Jordan Spieth, um, Max Homa. I mean, like I said, those names would just be great for the PGA Tour um, to win. Those El Torres, I'd like to see him win. Yeah. Um, Jason Day, I would have no problem seeing win. Yeah, there's um, Tiger Woods and Justin Jason Day yeah. playing together I mean, today. So I'd I mean, see those guys win. Um, it's going to be cool, folks. I mean, I'm going to with you. I think it's the most anticipated Masters we've had in a really, really long time. I know. I feel like we say that every time, but with well, every, just, with what's going on in golf right now, it's never. Exactly. I mean, at least not that I am aware of. It's really never happened like this, where there's truly a competitor to the PGA Tour. I mean, I don't really know if I'd say I'm a competitor, but. Um, when yeah. you have limitless funds, it makes things a little easier. Um, so It's going to be cool to see. I am reading, though, Twitter here. I mean, we didn't watch the whole game. We were golfing and doing other things. But um, I'm reading some of the sports writers. Mike Lupica tweeted, none of these officials should be allowed near a basketball game ever again. But at least we found out who can stop Caitlin Clark them. So it sounds like the officiating in the game was really poor. Again, we didn't watch it. Um, from start to finish, we saw bits and pieces of it. Um, it sounds like there was some really bad officiating, folks. Um, so, I don't know, kind of interesting. Um, we'll have to see what, what that happens, but um, um, interesting. I mean, isn't that what we love to do in sports is go after the officiating? <laughs> Why does the officiating become the story of everything, it seems? So, anyways, but, all right, so, um, tomorrow... It's a big day. We got the NCAA tournament finally comes to an end. College basketball goes into hibernation. Jim Nance in his last college basketball game that he'll ever call. And, of course, one shining moment. Um, and then just 72 hours later, we get the first tee. Well, depending on, I guess, I don't know. You know more about the weather than me. The uh, Well, not 72 hours. Uh, what would it be? Um, 24, 48, 60, yeah, 60, 60 hours, maybe. 60 hours to the first tee ball. And then sports goes into hibernation for a while, folks. Oh. We, we lose some. Oh, MLB, but yeah, MLB season's a little too long. NHL, like season, NBA at least. playoffs, uh, just a little different. But anyways. all right, so quite we, hit the same. Right. So anyways, we will um, enjoy the Masters. We'll see you next week. Go Rory.